0: three, um, in a woman's life. And this is what I call this, the queen stage. And, um, I don't know, someone asked me the other day, like, are you a queen? I was like, no. However, this is my goal. This is, this is what I kind of run my life through every day. Is this getting closer to becoming a queen or am I going backwards into a little girl, um, activities, mindsets, or immaturity. And this, I believe with all my heart, if you've ever met a queen, I think that we, we probably have. Um, I think when you listen to Maya Angelou speak, I probably said her name incorrectly, I apologize. But when you, when you listen to a woman in her 70s and 80s, 90s, um, there is a wisdom about them And I know that they had to go through the girlhood stage and the womanhood stage. I know they probably paid price that that no one understands, but there's some authority in their words that you don't see with every 80 year old woman or every 90 year old woman or every just getting old does not make you a queen. I think we should honor people that are older than us. I think that we should respect them. Uh, Living in Africa taught me so much about this because I was 36, 37 at the time and I had six children and I had been married for a long time but I was not in the age that they call the Go-Go's which is a grandmother who's held in great esteem. I was in what they call the Magé stage which is a mother and um, I remember the day though that I was sitting out in the bush with with women of all ages, but there was a particular tree that the the elders, that the oldest women sat under to get some shade while we were doing what we were doing and, and feeding children. And I remember the day they waved me over to sit under the tree. And I remember thinking, I am not worthy, but I don't want to miss this. There's going to be wisdom that's gonna be spoken in this circle over the next hour or two that I don't wanna miss out on. And it wasn't just getting old that had made these women wise because wisdom without authority is just knowledge. It's just just book smarts. You can have 18 doctorates, I don't care. If you have not gone to the deep places, you've not fallen on your face, you've not sacrificed something for something greater than yourself, and continually humbled yourself and looked in the mirror and said, now, what am I responsible for? And what do I need to take responsibility for? And what do I want my life to be? You will not become a queen. And watching these women made me deeply desire to at some point in my life before I die, if I get to live, to be very old, to be a queen. And what that means to me is taking all the stages of womanhood, all the stages of girlhood, embracing it, thanking God for it, looking back on your life and saying, this was not easy. This wasn't the best choice I could make. Now that I'm older, I would do something different. I have regrets about this. I wish I'd done that. But taking all of that along with all the words that you've spoken and saying, this is how I want to end this. I want to grow from this. I want to be humble and I want to have authority in other people's lives, not to control them, not to manipulate them, that's a cult leader, but to bring them deeper into womanhood, bring them into a different stage, to call them forward and up. I love that people want to like call people out. That's a huge thing is I'm gonna call you out. Well, I don't know how effective it is. I don't know any time that people have called me out in front of other people or called me out in a mean way has made me grow. It's made me feel humiliated or shameful or really insecure when someone calls you forward or up, what they're saying is, this is who you are. Let's go be it. That's pretty much all I do with my kids because they're all adults now and I've mothered them to death and I've nurtured them to death and I still mother them and nurture them and love them. But now that they're adults and they have their own families and they have their own homes is I listen to them And if I feel like they're getting off into some lies about who they are or what their life is or what's happening, I bring them back to that and say, I I know who you are. You are a woman of strength and a woman of integrity and a woman of creativity. And I know that that's what you're seeking in your life. And I know that you're going to find that because I believe in you. I think that's what we're supposed to do as older women. I think that's what we're supposed to do as mothers of, of grown children specifically, But um, becoming a queen does require time on earth, but it also requires choosing humility and an acceptance of your life. If we spend all of our time thinking of what could have been or what we wish it was or looking at other people's life and and sitting with envy and and, and desire to be someone else, look like someone else or have someone else's life, we're going to be disappointed all the time. And the amount of media that we're exposed to is bringing that stuff and it's kind of throwing it in our face. I mean, I don't really know how I'm supposed to age. I have people telling me I'm supposed to be sticking needles in my face. And I have people telling me that that's that's the opposite of what you should do as an older woman. Guess what? I wake up every day, I'm a little older and I look in the mirror and I go, well, you know, you've been alive for almost 52 years. You raised six kids. You had two husbands. You've had some careers. you lived internationally. It's going to show up on your face. Maybe this is a map of a life. Maybe it's not as tight as it used to be or as beautiful as it used to be, but I think I'm in a better stage than I was when everything was a little more flawless because I know more, I have more authority. I've learned to humble myself instead of trying to always be right or always have a point. And it's given me a different air about myself where I feel like people might be attracted to me, maybe not for the way that I look, but maybe the way that I act and the way that I make them feel. That's the difference between a woman and a little girl. Okay. Uh, Shifting through the messages about what the truth is about your worth and your identity. You will look back on your life when you're an older woman and you will think about time that you spent fantasizing about something other than reality. And maybe those moments kept you alive, but maybe they also gave you an expectation and told you what you're worth that isn't true. And I honestly didn't always, uh, I've never really struggled with like going to someone's house and thinking, God, I wish I had a house like this or seeing someone else's husband. I wish that was my husband or seeing someone else's car. I just didn't really ever care about those kinds of things. But there was one Christmas Eve a couple years ago, we were living in Spain and it was my husband and, and Noah and I, and we couldn't, make it back for the holidays to see um, our other children and and their spouses and their kids. And um, I was scrolling through Facebook and it seemed like some, some voice somewhere told Facebook, like shove in her face every person she's ever known and how happy they are with their kids right now on Christmas Eve. And I felt myself thinking, why do they get to be with their kids? And I don't. Why are all of their kids at their house and they're eating all this food and they're having this time and they're taking all these pictures and they're all dressed up in pajamas and they all match. And they're all in the same room and they get to take a family picture. I can't remember last time we had a family picture. We're never in the same state or country at the same time. And I started feeling like envy and it was immediately followed by sadness of, of, of envy. I was wishing I had something that I didn't have that wasn't possible at the time. And I shut my computer and thought, this is not, this is not going to bring any life to me, my marriage or my life. I can't control this right now. This is just, it is what it is. And I need to be in this moment and be present and not be looking constantly at what I don't have and start focusing on what I do have. And in the queen season of life, which I'm working towards is I used to write in my journal, I've got to, i got to do better with this. I, I would write down like this happened today and this happened today. And I, ah, tomorrow is the day that I am going to conquer this thing. And I just a few years ago started writing down what I did accomplish. Instead of criticizing myself for what I didn't have or I missed or I did wrong and needed to do better, I started focusing on the fact like, hey, you actually really did eat a lot of vegetables today. Now, you might have ended the day with chocolate, but you did eat a lot of vegetables today. Instead of saying... I I didn't do enough cardio today. I was like, but you did lift weights and you did run up and down the stairs three or four times. You did run around a house. You did, instead of saying, I only, I only wrote 3000 words today. And I, my goal was 5,000 words today. If you're a writer, you know, that's a lot of words. Um, if they're gonna, if they're gonna go anywhere, they're gonna mean anything and they're gonna have anything. And I started thinking, but I did write this and there's only one paragraph that's in it that's any good. But that paragraph is really powerful, and that might actually really bring some hope to someone who reads it. And focusing on what you did right and focusing on the progress you've made, because it's very easy as you get older to look back and say, I, look at all the stuff I said I was going to do, that I never did, to change that thought immediately, to look at all the stuff I have done, look at all the experiences I have had, look at look at what my body has done. Look at what my body has created. Look at what my heart has created. Look at look at the success of this, this relationship over here. If I die and I just have this relationship, that's a successful life. That's where a queen goes. She goes to the positive places, but she never goes there alone. You can't be a queen without bringing people with you on this journey. Um The mother and the nurture in you continues to grow, but you release your ideas of what it is supposed to look like. You're no longer result-oriented by measuring your success of motherhood as what the results are. I teach people about parenting all the time. My husband and I have done a ton of podcasts on marriage. We're both on our second marriage. We both, I have a dead husband. His wife left him. I mean, we. why would we teach on marriage? Who's going to listen to us? We teach on parenting. I have a dead child. Like, who wants to hear what I have to say about parenting? That's the point. There's been loss. There's been sacrifice. There's been disappointment. And we've learned from it. I don't think that we can save anyone pain. Because I do think that you have to go through experiences yourself. You have to own it. But to encourage people in a place where they're at of complete discouragement with their marriage or with their children or in grieving or whatever it is and say, I have been there. I don't fully understand what you're going through because nobody but you or God knows what you're going through. But I want you to know there is life after this. There is redemption. There are things that come full circle. Some things never do. Some things will never stay on this earth. My son is not coming back. My first husband is not coming back. They're gone. Their bodies will never be on this earth again. I've accepted that. I don't, the redemption is the life that they lived and what they left behind. And the fact that I had them for a period of time when they're two of the most amazing men I've, most amazing humans I've ever met. And I got to share my life with them They changed me. It's not about if I changed them. They changed me. Their life and their death made me a different woman. Not always the best woman, but eventually in a redemptive state, I grew from those situations and I have great compassion for anyone who's lost anything now. There's no one that can sit in front of me and say, I lost this job and it was everything to me. That's a loss of something that's sacred to you that has to be grieved. I, lost, I, I was supposed to get this degree, and this happened with COVID, and now I'm fighting with everything I can just to finish my education. That's a loss of something that's sacred to you and matters to you. A loss of anything that matters that's sacred to us has to be grieved at some point, point. and we'll do a whole other um, discussion on that. Um, Queens talk about experiences, not people. This is one of my favorite things is, um, it, it was really eye opening to me, um, gossip and the power of gossip. And I I still, I see a lot of people that, that don't call gossip gossip than it is. And I honestly feel like if you're not speaking really well of someone, if you have something to say to someone to, uh, Correct them. Not that I, I think we're necessarily the correctors, but it's going to make someone better if they realize that. There's been people in my life that when I was a young woman said to me, I know you thought you were funny, but you were really hurtful with the way that you said that. It made me a better person. Now, if that person did that in front of a group of people and made fun of me or belittled me, I probably would have sat in shame for so long and embarrassment that I wouldn't have gotten as quickly to growth. But when someone pulls me aside and it's for my own good, it's actually costing them something to bring it to me. And more than one person has brought it to me in my life. I know that I'm not involved in a toxic relationship where people are putting me down, but someone actually cares enough to tell me the truth to make me better. We've seen I've seen a lot of marriages where people stay stuck because they're married, because they're in such a place with their spouse that they only back each other up. Like there's situations where they were clearly offensive to everyone, the way they acted and what they said. But when they got alone together, it's like, it's their fault. They don't understand us. We were great. When my husband and I leave a social situation, we ask each other questions. And I'm like, did I come across a little strong that way? He's like, no, you were amazing. And sometimes he's like, yeah, babe, that was a lot. Like, I know your heart, so I know what you meant, but the way you came across, when he tells me that, I grow. And we made a vow to each other when we got together 23 years ago, that we wouldn't be the kind of couple that keeps each other stuck, that we would be the kind of couple that wants to keep growing and that we would use each other as, as a voice for that. And we have people in our life that we can do that to. A queen is going to do that in a way that brings people up, not pushes people down. There's a big difference from calling people out and calling people up. Okay, queen is super careful with her words. When we're young, we just kind of blurt it out, right? Whatever we're thinking, whatever we're feeling. When we get into um, stages of womanhood, we might just blurt things out. We might just say whatever without thinking it through or sitting on it. It's not that I'm paranoid anymore. It's not that I am completely controlled by other people's opinions, but I genuinely do not want to hurt people. And there's a difference between people that are just always offended. There's people right now on the earth that are just always offended. They're the problem. If you're always offended in every situation, you're just, you're offended yourself and you're seeing through the lens of that. And so, those people, I'm probably not going to spend more time with. But people that um, can bring something up and bring life out of it and sit on their words. I, I love watching older people that just are in a situation with a group of younger people and they're just listening, listening, listening. And then when they do say something and it's like five words, it's like a truth bomb that changes your life and you wanna write it down. Because they've listened, they've gathered information, they've been on the earth for a while, they know that if they just blurt something out, they're just like another voice that they, they carries no weight. And the people that have actual authority because they've humbled themselves, they've looked in the mirror and they've said, am I the problem? Am I offensive? Am, am I coming across this way am I am i blurting things out where do I need to manage my words it's not that your thoughts ever stop it's not that your opinions ever stop it's just the way that you present it and I think we're very quick to say to a young mother oh honey you're gonna miss this you're not you're gonna miss the fuzzy little heads around the breakfast table you're gonna miss cuddling. You're going to miss the innocence of childhood. You're probably not going to miss the workload. You're probably not going to miss the fact that you always have to be on when you have little kids that that rest is hard to find because someone's crying or someone needs this. And they don't care if you're sick. They don't care what your situation is. They They are children and they have needs. We're very quick also to say like, this doesn't matter. When you get older, you realize this doesn't matter at all that's not true. Everything matters. Everything that's happened in our life and every experience that we've had, every conversation that we've had, every situation we have been is an opportunity to grow. It's also an opportunity to experience trauma that we may not have been healed from yet. And so to minimize everything and saying just blanket statements, like breastfeeding is the easiest thing in the world and it's the best thing for your baby. Well, for some of us, it isn't easy. For some of us, we don't have enough milk. For some of us, our babies cry no matter how much we fed them. Instead of looking back and saying, I, I remember that. Now that you're bringing that up, I remember that season of life. Wow, that was really hard. Oh, honey, I, I'm sorry that you're in that right now, but I want you to know that it matters. I want you to know that like nothing that you're doing is not being seen by someone. Like Your sacrifice may not be honored necessarily by small children or your husband or your friends, But when you are giving your life away to make someone else great, it does matter. That's what we were here to do. So, a queen is going to choose her words very, very carefully. And the first thing when I hear younger women speak about whatever they're in, my first thought is always, Oh, honey, this is real. Like, this is real. Like, what you're experiencing right now is real. Sometimes I I have some younger women um, around me that. They're in that building stage and they are just running, running, running. And I I can get very fearful because I know that if you just stay on that adrenaline and you just give everything you have for extended periods of years, you will eventually burn out. And sometimes I want to say, honey, you've got to, you've got to rest and take care of yourself. The price is too high. And sometimes that is what I need to say to her. But sometimes the Lord will say to me, But you're also thinking as a woman whose body is tired and has some creaks and some, she's 25 years old and she's super healthy. Do you remember the stuff you could do when you were 25? You were like killing it when you were 25 and you would sleep for a few hours and you'd wake up and do it all again. And you felt great because you were healthy then. And I have to remember that just because it's my experience doesn't mean that's what I'm supposed to be sharing to another woman. Sometimes my experience is exactly what they need to hear so they can relate to it. And sometimes I just need to encourage them. Okay. Um, We realize that as queens, if we get there and we start getting there, is that everything we've experienced belongs. And it's not that you're ever going to wake up one day and say, I'm I'm so glad that happened to me when I was a little girl. It was traumatizing. It was awful. It made me uh, question men and their integrity. It made me break relations, like all these things that came out of it. You're never going to wake up one day and say, I'm so glad that I was traumatized. I don't believe this. (laughs) I don't know why people say God will never give you more than you can handle. Because, first of all, it's not scriptural. I dare you to try and find it. What he does say is you are going to experience pain. You are going to go through trials. He basically promised, he does promise us this is going to happen. It's part of being a human. And Jesus experienced everything that we experienced in his human body. So he was a God that said, listen, this is how much I want you to know. I care about where you're at. I'm going to send myself in a human body to feel everything that you feel so you'll know that I, that I understand what betrayal feels like, what unfaithfulness feels like, what hunger feels like, what sleeplessness feels like, what fear feels like, what anxiety feels like. I I am going to show up in a body that experiences all that so that you'll know that I understand this situation that you're in and that I'm bigger than all of it. And it's not that these things fade away and it's like it never happened. I had an older person say that to me the days. It's... What? Because you know, Jesus, it just all goes away. I said, no, it doesn't. It doesn't all go away. That's not the point. I remember the pain. I remember the grief. I remember physical agony. And I am so grateful if I'm on the other side of it. And I want to tell people I remember that and I am on the other side of it now. And I want to walk with you through it. And I want to keep reminding you who you are. And I want to keep giving hope to you. I don't want to minimize or make it go away. And I think a lot of what we think becoming a queen is, is all the trauma. We're going to find a place where it's just forgotten. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose. Because if if it's just forgotten and it's like it never happened, there's no authority in it. There's no growth in it remembering those things, and then remembering how God brought you through, how he healed you. I always ask people, like, when you're in this dark night of the soul and you can't find hope and I've been there, I had to, like, go back and remember things that God did for me and say to him, I know you can do this because I know you did that, but I can honestly tell you very few things have been mapped out the way that I wanted them or turned out the way I thought they were going to, but he still was in the midst of it and he still used it. He used the times that I was pushed into a pit. No choice of my own. I'm pushed in a pit and I don't know how to get out. He's used the times where I was just like, I see the pit, I know it's going to hurt. I know I'm not going to be able to get out, but I want to do it. And so I'm going to jump in it. And I 100% by my choice did it. He still uses redemption the same, whether we have stupid choices or immature choices, or we're a victim of someone else's choices. He still is the redeemer of all these things. So the queen is simply coming into a place of redemption, She's coming into a place. You, you'll notice uh, these women that carry this kind of queenly authority about them is there's this peace about them. And it isn't because all their problems finally went away. It isn't because they finally figured it out. It's because they've realized I have survived all of this. I have overcome all of this. I've continually humbled myself. And I know... It's going to be okay it's not going to be what i thought it was it's not all going to be wrapped up in a bow but i look back at my life and i see the things that that he's brought me through and i know he's going to bring me through that and that's really the place that i'm at in my womanhood is not not having all the answers not having it all figured out not having everything healed and perfectly lined up, not having everyone behaving the way that I would like them to behave to make my life easier, not having situations even play out the way that they that I thought that they would, but having a peace of knowing that no matter what happens, my connection to him is still what has sustained me and still everything that will be redeemed. And the things that I won't see maybe in this life, which a lot of people disagree on this, but... I think holding out hope that everything is going to be wrapped up in a bow by the time you die is a lot of energy going into something that you don't have control over. It's more of holding things very loosely. When I was a young woman and I had a big family, I had ideas of what everything was going to look like. I had an idea of what Sunday was going to look like. I had an idea of what Thanksgiving was going to look like. And then I had to run around like a wild woman to control everything so it would look like that. Now, I just invite everybody over for a barbecue, whatever the holiday is, whoever comes, great. I let everyone know you're invited, you're wanted. If it doesn't work for you, it's okay. I love you, it doesn't matter. I don't have this idea anymore of who's gonna be there, how they're gonna act, what the food's gonna be like, and how we're all gonna make this like great post at the end of the day. I just kind of hold it all loosely because I realized that all the times I tried to control all those different aspects, it never worked out anyway. So that's where I'm at on my journey. I am not a queen. I've met a few. I've heard from a few. Um, I think that as we get older, we can get isolated. Um, It was interesting to me because it was the first time I'd ever had this thought is when I was a little girl, my thought was, am I enough? And then as I started advancing into womanhood, I, I started thinking, am I too much? I, I think I'm just too much. I would talk to my husband after a gathering or something. I'm like, why do I say these things? Why am I so blunt? Why I'm just too much? And then I've come to this place as queen where I've kind of overcome those things. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I've kind of taken the reins of that. And the question that popped up to me the other day was, am I relevant? Like, what am I doing? Like I see people that are older all the time that are doing the same things that they did 50 years ago. And it's just not, no one is connecting with the, this message that they have anymore. It, the world is different. There's different generations on the earth right now and they see the world differently and they have a different language. And, and and this thought came to me right before I was supposed to speak, am I relevant? Like, Why would anyone show up to hear what I have to say? I'm an old lady and then I thought, oh, this is part of this journey, is going from am I enough to am I too much to now am I, do I, does it even matter? And Do I have something to say? That is what being a queen is. It's having something to say, going ahead and saying it, and saying it with authority, and saying it with grace, and saying it with humility. So if you know any queens, send them my way. I'd love to get to know them and um, good luck as we continue on this journey. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. And you can get all of the notes that I have are, are going to be available as well. They, someone took them and made them really beautiful. But. I welcome you into this journey and all the different places we're going to go over the next 12 months. I hope that you got a good overview of our history, where we're going and what my heart is behind this and the sacred things about being feminine.